Welcome to Doc's Outside the Box Podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry. You're getting real live insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. What's good, everyone? This is Dr. Nee Darko, the doc outside the box. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. This is going to be a solo episode. It's just going to be me and you, and we are going to be talking about the year of 2017, all the crazy things that occurred for me, my family, as well as for this podcast. And I'm going to leave you off with five important tips that you all can take with you to really find success in the year 2018. Now, these tips are things that I figured out through the School of Hard Knocks. They are from successes. They're from failures. They're from ideas that I got from guests that I featured on the show. But I think all in all, these are things that you all can learn from. These are things that you all can utilize to really find some success for yourselves in 2018. So, I'm coming off a little bit of a cold, so please forgive the voice, forgive the scratchiness, but I got my cup of water right next to me, I got my recorder going, I got my mic, it's all I need, let's get started. So in the beginning of the year in January, I don't know if you all know, but I left my employed position and just became an independent contractor, locum's doctor. There was a fork in the road that me and my wife basically were presented with, you know, we wanted to be closer to home. For personal reasons, we just needed to be closer to to family. And the fork in the road was, you know, we either become independent contractors or just kind of figure out things on our own and leave our employee position, or we kind of stay doing what we are normally doing, but maybe we'll have some significant regrets in five, 10 years. So we decided to veer off and do things on our own and became locums and we haven't looked back since. Now, I'm not going to say that it's been a smooth road. We've definitely hit some potholes along the way and sometimes even bigger things than that. Um, But we figured it out. We've handled it. Um, You know, my wife was pregnant at the time when I left. And I'm not going to lie. It was really easy to get Obamacare. It was very easy to get on the website, to navigate it, to find and compare the different healthcare plans and if anybody right now is an entrepreneur and still, you know, wondering what it's like to kind of look and see what it's like to get healthcare online or, you know, through Obamacare, please go and take a look. Well, actually, it's too late. I'm sorry. But if you're going to be changing your, your situation where you're going to be moving, um, you know, if you're going to be losing your insurance, it's that will qualify you to go ahead and get um, insurance. But it's really a very easy process. So I got that. And I got it for the family, and it's been it's been great. We've been able to keep our same doctor. Um, Renee felt a lot more at ease because she was able to keep her OB doctor. 
And um, if mama ain't happy, nobody happy, right? So I was happy about that. Um, we had our child in the middle of the year, and he's doing great. He's progressing well. It really was a monumental time for me and my wife. And, um, you know, we're just really happy he's here and that he's healthy. And, you know, jumping to the end of the year, at the end of the year was the culmination of literally three years of living way below our means. And we were able to accomplish something really huge for us. We were able to get the monkey off our back. We were able to kick Sally Mae to the curb. We were able to finish paying Sally Mae back, Mae back. Shout out to D1. I'll put a link in the show notes with his video, paying, finish paying Sally Mae back. And um, we paid off $662,000 of student loan debt in three years and about two months. Let that sink in. $662,000 of student loan debt. Done. Slayed. Out of our lives. And the reason I'm bringing it up is, you know, this is something that was bothering me and my wife literally on a daily basis. Now, she's a physician. I'm a physician. So when we got married, he brought together our student loan debts. And we literally came and had a come to Jesus meeting and just just said, look, man, we are broke. We didn't try to do the whole process of, well, you know, this whole debt to income ratio thing, and maybe we can get a house and you know, maybe we can do something else that, you know, get some other big ticket item. We really got real with ourselves and just said, look at our net worth, look at our savings and look at where we're at. And we are broke. And we put it out there that we were going to try to slay this debt. And if you are aware of our alter ego, um, you know that we've been blogging about it uh, on another website. If you don't know about it, then now you know that me and my wife, we blog as our alter egos, which is Keeping Up With The Darkos. Just type that into Google, Keeping Up With The Darkos. It's our it's our, basically our WordPress site, our blog on how we're handling debt and marriage. And we started off literally, you know, if you go to the website, you'll see that we started off talking about how we handle debt and how we think about debt in our lives and how we started paying off our our student loans. And it literally started off with budgeting. It started off with listening to different podcasts, reading different blogs, and, you know, sticking to the plan. And we're done. And it was such a huge monkey on our backs. We felt as though it literally was something that we thought about on a daily basis. I mean, thinking about the interest that we we're paying on a monthly basis and how much it came out to and calculated per day. It was so painful to know that literally that was just money that was just going out the window. I literally felt like at times when I was driving to work that like I should just stop at the ATM machine, take a wad of cash, open up the window, crack open the, the window and just drive and just let this money just, you know, go out the window and make it rain on the concrete. <laughs> it was, um, it's been painful, but at the same time, knowing that we're done, knowing that that, is in our past. And now we can start building for our future. Now we can start building wealth. It is, it really, I can't really 
describe how it feels. It's just an amazing feeling to get that out of our life. So there's going to be a post with Keeping Up With The Darkos very soon, I'd say in the next couple of days. So you'll want to read up on that. And it literally delineates how we were able to do that. Also, other things were the locums business, Equal Access Health has taken off. Um, We've been expanding to other hospitals. And then my wife's pre-med coaching business has taken off also. She is a rock star in what she's doing. And uh, I'm really, really proud of what she is doing. So I know some of you all have reached out to find out, you know, A, how can you, particularly the pre-meds, how can you get more information on her business and so forth? So just continue to reach out to me and I will continue to let you know more about that. And then also the podcast just really took off this year. We ended up ended off the year being a top 100 Apple podcast in careers. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like high five to myself, high five to you all for supporting the podcast. And next year, 2018, the goal will be to be on the front page of Apple Podcasts. So when you go and you bring up Apple Podcasts, my goal is for Docs Outside the Box to be literally that icon, the logo to be on the front page. And it's going to be there because I'm speaking it into existence. All right. Also, the show added sponsorship, which is huge. Uh, (laughs) I decided to collaborate with um, sponsors that I think are really bringing value to you. Um, I'm going to continue to do that, to have a really strong relationship and to be very, and to be, you know, to scrutinize these companies and say, you know, and really evaluate what the value is going to be to you all. So that's been a really big game changer to have some sponsorship to the show. And I hope that I've brought them on in a way that is not very intrusive, but also at the same time, you can you know, find out about these companies and go and support them and find that they're bringing obviously value to you. Also, you know, as, as always, we are, the show is featuring amazing guests, guests who are giving you actionable tips, guests who are relatable, guests who just, you know, continue to just inspire you. Because I, I tell you right now, all three things that I just mentioned, I get that from each and every guest. So I really hope that you all continue to get that. My goal of 2018 is to continue that goal of bringing you guests who do all three of those things. And then also at the same time, slowly but surely start to bring on some higher profile guests also. Towards the second half of this year, I'm sure you all have noticed that we have gotten, the show has gotten more consistent. Three podcasts per month now. You know, I'm even sharing more about myself with the Ask Darko sections or segments. And then also, I'm expanding the show to YouTube. Um, I haven't published the shows yet, but very shortly, uh, in a week or so, I will publish the shows on YouTube. So now, if you want to listen, if you don't want to listen with your podcast aggregator, if you want to listen on your computer um, or whatever um, you listen to and you want to watch it on TV, um, you can do that. Now, it won't be video at first. It'll just be audio, but eventually we'll be having video interviews. The show is just getting bigger. I'll start you know, meeting guests, not just through the internet, but actually meeting them one-on-one face-to-face as my next episode you'll hear after this will be. And um, we're also going to be expanding to Spotify also. 
So the show is just getting bigger. The show is getting better. The reach is getting that much more. And then I'm also developing a podcasting curriculum. So, so many people have reached out to me and have asked, you know, some tips here and there. What can I do to get my podcast started? You know, what has podcast really done for me? Um, what can podcast do for you in terms of, you know, putting yourself out there, you know, making sure that when you walk into a room that you have gravitas, when people look at you, they're like, hmm, who's this? Oh, that's Dr. So-and-so. He has this podcast. So I'm working on a, on a podcasting curriculum that makes it very easy to start from A to Z. Also working on a book that should be coming out very, very soon. So please pay attention. And my ultimate goal and it is coming, is I'm working on a summit. So pay attention, a summit where you can learn online or even in person about all the cool things that you can do outside the box and learn about all these different tips. It may feature some previous guests, but you know we are moving forward with Docs Outside the Box. This literally is a revolution. This is a movement. And you know I'm not going to take all the credit. I'm not going to take too much credit at all. Like I literally have to sit here and thank you all, the audience, because you have made this a revolution. You have made this a movement. You have made this so easy to keep coming back and giving you great guests, keep coming back and and talking to you and 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 giving information to you all even when <laughs> as you all know, I, you know, as a trauma surgeon, I'm putting in 80-hour, 90-hour weeks and there are times when I am just dead tired. But then I just get inspired by a small email. I get inspired by a podcast review on Stitcher Radio or a review on Apple Podcasts or a review straight on the website. And I'm like, you know what? I got to come back. I'm tired. I'm just going to put out this episode. I'm going to edit it and get it out to my editor and get it out to you guys so that you guys can enjoy it. But I just want to say thank you very much. You have all kept me going. You have all want, kept me wanting to give more information. You have even shared with me how you want to be a doc outside the box or even how right now you're a doc outside the box. But ultimately, none of this has been possible without all of you. So let's shift. Let's pivot. And let's talk about the five things that I've learned from this crazy whirlwind year. So the first thing that I've learned is you have to get intentional for success. I had to get very intentional with this podcast. I started it in 2016 because I was very interested in learning more about, you know, docs who were just doing really cool things outside of medicine. And for me, I started in 2016. I was kind of, you know, I dipped my toe into things. I had episodes coming out here and there, but I knew for 2017, I wanted to take it to another level. And if you are listening to the earlier episodes during the year, you kind of heard me saying that I'm trying to be more consistent. I'm trying to be, um, I'm trying to get more episodes out per month. And I wrote it down and it came to fruition. I told people about it and they kept me accountable uh, about it. And I'm just going to let you know, writing it down, whatever your goals may be, when you write it down, you really can hold yourself to it. When you tell people about it, people will hold it over your head. And it sounds negative to some extent, people holding it over your head. But listen, like in order to get things going, if you just keep it in your mind, you'll never get started or you'll half ass it. Um, you know, so it's really important to put out there that you're going to be doing whatever goal you're going to do. 
that you're going to put it out there, that you're going to be more intentional about it and go out and do it. And that leads me to the second important thing that I've learned this year. And this is something that I've struggled with all my life. And that is stop the procrastination. I procrastinate so much and I've realized, it's funny, I'm talking to you guys and my fingers are on my head right now because I can think of so many different ways in which procrastination has hurt me. And initially when I was younger, I used to think, well, pressure builds diamonds. You know, the fact that I can do things at the last minute shows that like I have this like great skill, but you know, like I got sick of all this tachycardia. I got sick of all this stress at the end when things, deadlines were due. And, you know, I'm looking at my schedule. I'm like, if I had started earlier, like I could have avoided all of this stress. And I've realized that a lot of this procrastination actually comes from not being confident in whatever I'm setting out to do or having a lot of angst and you know, those two things for me just kind of tend to make me procrastinate, tend to make me overthink things, tend to make me overanalyze things. And rather than starting something and getting it done and stop worrying about perfection, because we all know that done is better than perfection. You know, I'll just literally sit on things and think about things and not get it done. And what could have taken an hour or what could have taken you know, a weekend end up, ends up getting put on the back burner and getting done three years later. And if you don't believe me, trust me, ask my wife. This podcast should have came out in 2015, maybe even earlier, but because I wanted the website to be perfect, because I wanted me to be able to, when I podcast, I got to be perfect when I podcast and I couldn't really correlate or I couldn't really jive those two together. Like, how do I start out being a great interviewer? I just kind of just sat on it and waited and waited and waited. And then eventually I just said to heck with it. And I finally got started. And then the next thing, it's still, we're, we're still in number two, but the next thing with procrastination is also understanding that what exactly is the bottleneck for your, prog- for your progress, for your business, or whatever it is. So for me, I tend to procrastinate. And then also at the same time, I realize that I'm the bottleneck in my progress. I am the bottleneck for this podcast. So I've learned to literally create systems where I just take myself out of the picture. And I think a lot of that being the bottleneck comes from being a type A personality. Being a a physician, you have to be very competitive. You have to be very good at everything. And as a result, you know, (laughs) in order for me to, to, to do anything, I have to be the one who does it. And I'm not good at everything. I enjoy editing. I enjoy podcasting and interviewing people, but I'm not that good at web design. I'm not that good at social media. I'm not that good even at actually, you know, adding music to my shows. But I, you know, sometimes it just takes me a long time to do it. And as a result, it delays my progress. So I've had to learn to create a system where, you know, I pass this on to someone else to help me with that. Not all the time, but I've learned that ultimately that I am the bottleneck of these things. So, you know, procrastination, it kills progress. It causes inaction. It causes inertia. It leads to self-doubt. And, you know, I just want you to understand that, you know, it's okay to, one, admit this. And, two, it's okay to let go. Some of the best businesses, some of the most successful businesses, 
you know, the CEO is not the person who comes up with the ideas and then does the web design and then maybe designs a certain product and then, you know, comes up with the way to social do the social media like that person, he or she has so many different people who help them in these different processes and they employ them and they hit success for that. So for you, unlock yourself from having to be good at everything and be able to create a system, be able to lean on other people, ask for help. The next thing, the third thing that's very important is practice your craft. In my realm, listening to my first episode, actually listening to a bunch of my first episodes, whether it be number one, number 10, number 15, whatever it is, it could be really painful to hear how slow, you know, I was to chime in with guests to get them to pivot, you know, not being able to get some guests to open up, you know, but that all comes with practice. I'm not going to be perfect. If you want to be good at anything outside of being a doctor, you have to remember that you spent over 10 years training to be an expert on the body. So yeah, that's, that's very easy. And if you're passionate about something else outside of medicine, then there's a really strong likelihood that you're not going to be very good at it, okay? Just because you're passionate at something doesn't mean that you're necessarily good at it. So just be comfortable understanding that and just be comfortable understanding that it's going to take, you know, maybe the first hundred times to do something, the first thousand times. So for me, it may not be till episode 100 or maybe even 1500 until I hit my stride, okay? So for me, I practice because I know that I need to get better at public speaking. I know that I need to get better at my cadence. I know that I need to be more clear with my thoughts when I podcast. So if I can be critical of myself, you definitely can be critical of yourself. And just understand how important practice is to you. The next thing that I want to talk about, this is big. Collaboration, not competition. This is huge. In today's society, everybody's connected. It's very easy to get in contact with people. I'll tell you right now, one of the best things about starting this podcast is I've been able to meet people and talk to people and interview people that I would never have been exposed to if it wasn't for social media, if it wasn't for even just podcasting in general. But... I'm going to tell you, if you're starting something new, it's very easy to feel like you're on an island, right? It's very easy to feel like nobody else gets what you're doing. It's very easy to feel like, you know, you're just doing this on your own. But whether it's through finding a Facebook group, reaching out to people on Twitter, or straight Googling something, you know, a support group for whatever you're probably interested in is really not that hard to find. So for me, podcasting just did not come natural to me. And I reached out to other podcasters in my genre um, and out of my genre. And I'm not going to lie to you, not everybody, not everybody reached out to me or, you know, gave me positive feedback um, back. But the majority of people have reached back to me. They've helped me out. I've found so many different podcasting communities. There's podcasting communities for, um, you know, for doctors. There's podcasting communities just for women. There's podcasting communities for, you know, people of color. 
it's just it's it, the world is so vast uh, with with social media and finding someone who can help you in your genre is, is so easy nowadays. And you know, it's it's just been a very gratifying experience to get on this foray of podcasting and just know that like people who are not even interested in physicians doing cool things outside of medicine, just regular folk have reached out to me to say, Hey, you know, I like what you're doing. You know, let's chat. Can you help me with X? I come back and say, Hey, can you help me with X and Y? It's, it's been a very, very interesting and very gratifying experience. And, you know, prior to starting the podcast, you know, I met so many ordinary doctors who were doing extraordinary things. And literally, that is how I got the tagline for my show. And it literally felt like, you know, these stories were like a secret. Nobody knew about these things. And I just, it just bothered me that nobody knew about these things. And it really bothered me because if I had known about these stories, I may have done something different. So I, I, I knew that there were other people other physicians, med students, pre-meds, wherever you are in this uh, linear, whatever you want to call it, in your attempt pursuance to get into becoming a physician, I know that there are a lot of people who want to hear stories like this. Since then, you know, I've, since I've started the podcast, it's good to see that there are other physician podcasters who have reached out to me. And, you know, I'd like to think that the podcast, and I know ultimately it's the doctors who are featured on the show. I'd like to think that the stories, the doctors have inspired, you know, these physician podcasters in some way to take action and start their other podcast. I mean, there are some amazing podcasts out there done by physicians. And, you know, you really don't know who you're affecting until you know you really go out and look or someone reaches out to you and you're just like wow like I didn't know that like you know my small little podcast that I'm recording in a kitchen <laughs> or that I record in the airport you know has affected someone in a way that's kind of inspired them to start their own you know and I'm not sitting here saying that I'm going to I want to take um a lot of credit cuz I I won't it's it literally is the guest it's the stories you know and I just want you you all to know that you just whatever you do you just never know who's listening you never know who's paying attention so i just want to say that i'm really happy that the other physician podcasters have reached out to me in a collaborative effort i am looking forward to working with them um i'm looking forward to working with anybody else who wants to work together on this show who wants to work together on putting out more podcasts for you know doctors so just reach out to me you know, I've learned that the more you contribute, the more you reach out, the more you help others, it makes the community better. And truth be told, you know, I, I really believe and, and I've seen it that collaboration is going to take us, is going to take you way further than competition. This next comment, I really believe this is true. I, I really believe that the more you compete with people, actually in this world of how easy it is to get information that you actually might end up marginalizing yourself more if you don't collaborate and if you kind of focus more and graphs on a held of being more competitive. And I've seen it. So take that um, with, uh, 
take that in mind. I think that's one of the biggest things that you can get from this is collaboration, not competition. Now, last thing that I want to talk about, last thing that I've learned is the ability to ask for help. Okay. And I'm not going to lie. You may have to pay for it. You may not have to pay for it. Who knows? But either way, asking for help will help you in the future in so many different ways. It's going to pay dividends in so many different ways. If, you know, I sit here and, I, and I'm thinking about it, like if LeBron, if Serena Williams, if, if Warren Buffett, if, I mean, if Oprah Winfrey, if they all have coaches or someone who advises them on certain critical decisions, why don't you think you need one? Right? Like, let's like, think about that. If those people need advisors, and they're at the top of their game, right? You would think like LeBron James, he is the best basketball player on the planet. He still needs a coach to help him with shooting free throws, right? But he's the best at it. Why would he need someone to teach him? You know, like if they need someone, like you need someone to help you along the path, right? So remember though, take it slow, right? So for me, when we started paying off student loan debt, I think this is a great example. When we started paying off our student loan debt, we had no clue how to start. But the way how we started was we read. We started listening to different podcasts. We went to different personal finance blogs. And we just listened over and over and read so many different ways that we got, you know, we understood what needed to be done. And although nobody else in our family was doing something this big or we didn't have any friends who were really taking on such a big um, thing that we were doing, we used the blogs, we used the podcast almost as our personal mastermind group. They kept us accountable every day or every other day whenever these shows would come out or whenever the podcast, or excuse me, the the blogs would come out. It was just like an accountability partner checking in with us. And it was just this thing in my mind saying, okay, did we get started? When are we going to get started? This article has come out and it's talking about this. It's talking about that. Why haven't we started this? You know, that has been really, really helpful. So if you're looking for a way to start and you don't know, telling you Google it, Facebook it, reach out to me. There's so many ways in which you can get help nowadays. Um, I did reach out and I did get some coaching and I am going through coaching right now and it has been a game changer for me. It has been one of the best ways to realize my faults <laughs> and um, it's been a really good way to kind of see how I've progressed and it's also been a good way to get a lot of knowledge. Now, let me be very clear. There's a difference between getting knowledge and actually taking action, right? So I've learned to get the knowledge and then with that knowledge, not just sit on it and vacillate on it and just, you know, just, you know, think about things and then have inertia and procrastinate. I've learned to actually take action, however imperfect it may be, and move forward. And that has been a big game changer for me. And then I've also learned to be more accountable also. So yes, I have a coach now, but also at the same time, I've learned to hire some help. Um, I've hired some help um, in the realm of a virtual assistant that has helped the show to grow a lot. I'm telling you guys right now, virtual assistants are the truth. I'm telling you, if you are doing anything that can be repetitive, anything that you think um, you know, could be better off with someone else doing it and you've kind of focusing on other things, other critical things, think about it. It's, it's really 
a um, a wonderful thing with technology nowadays. You can get people in other countries to help you. Um, it's been very helpful. Another thing that has been really, really helpful is I decided to have a listener, another doctor, another doctor who is a doc outside the box, join me in this process. And he helps me um, with guests. He helps me with ideas. Um, I didn't get his permission before this show to put his name out there, so I won't put his name out there, but he has been extremely helpful in helping me move um, the show forward. And it's been a great opportunity for me to kind of be critical of myself and to really underscore the whole bottleneck process because um, he's very helpful, um, very forward thinking, but sometimes um, we can't move forward because it's me holding us back. And I just want to say thank you very much for being uh, patient. Um, and also at the same time, I mean, this has been a really great opportunity to just um, another way to just, you know, really emphasize the whole collaboration effect of, you know, you don't know who's listening. You don't know who this can affect. And he reached out to me, was moved by the show, wanted to be a doc outside the box, which he in essence already is. And um, I said, hey, let's do it. And we've been working together and it's been very, very helpful. So those are the top five things that have really been very helpful for me throughout this year. I've learned a lot of these things through trial and error. I've learned a lot of these things from my guests. Um, and I just want to impart that onto you all. And I hope that you all have learned and can learn that it's really important to just put yourself out there. And with these five tips, I hope that this kind of gets you off that fence of if you're if you're willing or waiting to start whatever project you want to start, I hope that this podcast, this episode kind of gives that little oomph to get you off the fence. So the one last thing that I want to leave you with is, is my challenge to you is what's going to be your theme for 2018? And what I mean by theme is the theme is what's your mantra, right? What is going to be the thing that's going to characterize all of your actions, all of your positivity for the year of 2018. Now, let me give you some examples. So for us in our family, 2016 was the year of failure, right? We decided basically to give zero Fs and we were going to just fail and do so many different things. And if we failed, so what, right? In order to see success, you're going to see failure. So we just decided that, you know what, we're going to start three things that we've been very passionate about. For me, podcasting, as well as a locum tenens company. And then for my wife is the pre-med coaching business. And we just said, to heck with it. If it fails, oh well, we can always look back and say, hey, you know what, we started. At least we won't be in our 90s sitting in a nursing home saying or feeling like we have regret. <laughs> you know, we can say, hey, look, we did something, we tried it, and who cares? If it didn't work, it didn't work, we'll just fail. And you know what? We didn't fail. It actually took off. But there were some other failures that we had, and we we're okay with that. Now, 2017, our theme was the year of family, okay? So for us, we focused a lot more on our extended family, 
And for me, I'll use an example. Like for me, I just after at the age of 17, I moved out of my family's house and I went to college and it just felt like every four years I kept moving further and further away from my family. And, you know, I was seeing my family on a, you know, literally twice a year at times, sometimes even longer than that. And for me, it just came to a point where I just was not accepting it anymore. I was in my 30s and, you know, seeing my parents or, you know, my sisters twice a year, it just wasn't acceptable to me anymore. And same thing for my for my wife. And we just decided that, you know what, we're going to continue with, you know, we're going to continue with doing what we're doing with our businesses, with doing what we're doing with work. But also at the same time, we're going to make being closer to family being with family, engaging back in our family, the most important thing, the priority. And it's been great. We've had our son. Um, it is. It truly was a year of family. And now 2018 for us is going to be a year of unity. Our theme will be a year of unity. We're going to be strengthening our relationships together, relationship with my wife, relationship with family, like it's going to be everything we do is going to be together. And I'm not saying that we weren't together before, but we really are going to focus on working together, making sure that her business is as successful as possible. She's going to help me to make sure that my business and all the other businesses in together are together, a Darko United front. So with that, I just want to give you that challenge What's going to be your your theme for the year of 2018? Write to me, send me an email, tweet it out to me, send it to me on Instagram, and I will retweet that out because I'm going to keep you accountable, <laughs> all right? Maybe I won't. If you tell me not to, I won't do it, but let's hold each other accountable. I've been holding myself accountable to you all. It's time that you all hold yourself accountable. Reach out to me. Let me know what's going to be your theme for 2018. I'm going to catch you on in 2018 in the next episode. But before I jet, just remember one thing. We only got one life. Let's make it count and live outside the box. Peace and happy new year.